Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the show. On this episode of the podcast, we will be discussing our favorite winter whiskeys of 2022. With me, as always, is my intrepid and brilliant co-host, Andy Kleschik. Andy, how you doing today? Not too shabby. Enjoying the freak winter weather we're having here in Cincinnati. Like, nice weather. Right. It's funny because we're doing, uh, basically, uh, we're combining a couple of uh, whiskeys and a couple of distilleries today for this episode, and we're calling it our winter-themed episode, which I'm really excited about, but at the same time, it's not very wintry weather out for this winter-themed episode, which is kind of too bad, but also nice to enjoy at the same time. But anyways, why don't we dive on right in. Andy, tell the folks out there everything about these two winter whiskeys that we're going to be trying today. Of course. So, again, kind of like last week... um where we had the Van Winkle, this one's going to be another episode, um, two limited one, two limited whiskeys that came out um, from their respective brands uh, late in 2022, uh, you know, around November-ish, I want to, December-ish, I want to say, for each. Yeah, I think um, I got them both in, like, late November, early December. Okay, so maybe it was closer to, like, they were formally released in October, November, but right around then when it's kind of, like, late fall, early winter. Um but we're going to be trying to, there's um, New Riff, uh, one we're trying first today, their um, winter whiskey that they just um, released, uh, straight bourbon with malted oat and chocolate malted uh, rye, I'm assuming. And then we're also going to be trying um, another uh, iteration of High West's Midwinter Night's Dram. Um, this is, I think, our second or third one we've been able to get our hands on, luckily. There's a third one. Third one. Um, and we're going to be, I know they came out with two last year um, for that one, but we're only going to be trying one of those um, this week or this year, uh, since we could only get our hands on the one. Um, but anyways, let's get started with the new riff. Um, so for this one, um, I know we've done at least two different episodes on them um, for a, like a full breakdown of the brand's history. You can listen to either uh, episode 20, which is our first episode we did on them, which really goes fully in depth on it or episode 88, um, which I think we had another limited release from them uh, or a single barrel or something during that episode, that episode. But um, you know, this is a, this is a brand very local to us in Cincinnati, about 20 minutes um, down I-71, right across the river in Covington, Kentucky. Um, and they were founded in 2014 um, by actually the former owner of his parking lot neighbors, mm-hmm. uh, the party source. Um, so if you're in the area or stopping by, you know, you can find a lot of their stuff. Maybe not this bottle specifically, but a lot of their stuff uh, there to try. Um, and it was one, you know, they wanted to kind of make new traditions, if you will, or... Like, keep the old traditions, but kind of do a revamping of what those old traditions in bourbon are. Sure. And how they're doing everything. Um, and it was something that, you know, initially, um, they were only making, like, clear spirits, like their um, Kentucky Wild Gin. Um, or And then, like, for the bourbons, were sourcing barrels um, until their stuff was aged and everything. Um, and ready to sell on the bourbon side. Uh, but then they, of course, ended up, I think 2018 was the first year that their own distillate was being put into their bourbons. Um, 
And they've always committed themselves, you know, to two items. One being family owned um, and operated, but then also making at least all of their bourbons and rye to the very exclusive and demanding standards of the Bottled and Bond Act of 1897. Um, Which, you know, back in the day, that was something that pretty, at least for bourbons and whiskeys in America, did a lot of um, groundbreaking standard setting for what bourbon should be. Mm. Um, And this, you know, the standard has also been... um, brought into all their newer products, like their malted rice, that they're limited editions that they're trying. Um, of course, they have their bourbons and their rice, uh, and singles barrels of both of those. Um, and then they have a, their Kentucky Wild Gin, and then all their special releases. Um, like that they're doing different variations on rye, different um, variations on like malted wheat and malted bourbon as, as well. Um, experimenting there. Uh, like I said, we're going to be trying the whisk- winter whiskey today, which is, like I said, malted oats with chocolate malt, did rye in it. Um, and according to them, when I was looking it up, they're supposed to be reminiscent um, of like the chocolate oatmeal stouts the uh, distillers enjoyed um, back in the day uh, when they were doing like more brewing and things like that. Definitely. So, So without further ado, let's go ahead and give it a taste. Yeah. So I'm excited to hear what you think about this, Andy. So I've been drinking this throughout the winter. Yeah. I had some on, you know, Christmas Eve, uh, New Year's Eve. Just like I, whenever it was cold, we had a fire on. I just felt like this was a great whiskey for great that. Great whiskey to do, yeah. So I'm really excited to hear what you think about it because I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think it's very unique. So let's dive right on in. As always, we're going to start with the nose. Yeah. Very interesting nose. Oh, doesn't yeah. Doesn't really fully smell like a standard bourbon or rye. Um, you know, a lot more complex nose than their standard offerings that they have. For sure. Um, at least to me, I'm kind of getting a little bit of like that chocolate note, um, off the malted rye in it, um, which is very good. Um, but even like some oak and, um, odier notes in it, kind of like they mentioned uh, in their description for it. For sure. Um, let's give it a taste. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Ooh. Um, very distinct. Very distinct, yeah. So I get a lot of... <coughs> excuse me. Initially, I get a lot of, like, the... Uh, like, that just heavy alcohol in it. And it, even though it's at a... Um, only 100 proof. But then it kind of fades away to, like, a... Like a chocolate note. <clears throat> Some of the chocolate note in there. Um, yeah. I get a lot of chocolate yeah. when I taste it. Especially on the finish... Oh yeah, I get. Um, I think that Odie, like, like the oat, the malted yeah. oat, gets me like a nuttiness. I kept telling Sarah yeah. during the winter that drinking this, it's like an alcoholic uh, chocolate covered almond, is how oh, I yeah. described it to her. I just feel like yeah. it's that, that's kind of the distinct notes that I get from it. Yeah, it's kind of like a nutty, like the nutty Odie note in there too. I kind of even yep. alongside that even get a little bit of like a. Almost like a coffee note alongside yeah. that oats, and it's very, which is very, good. and it's very complex and very distinct, and uh, and I just think if you're into into those types of notes that we just described, you're really gonna like this one. Like if you like that nutty, oh, yeah. oaky, for sure, chocolatey um, taste, then you're really gonna like this this whiskey. Yeah, 
All right, folks, we're going to finish up our uh, new Riff Winter whiskeys, and then we're going to be back for our tasting of this year's Midwinter Night's Dram. All right, so now we're back after a little bit of a break here. Um, now we're going to be discussing a High West uh, for the second part of this episode. Um, so for a full breakdown of you know the brand, um, we did cover them again on um, episode 18, and then um, we also did specifically for a Midwinter's Night's Dram. Um, we did cover acts eight and nine of that. Um, so the 2020 and 2021 releases um, of it uh, back on episode 67, where he did a side by side of them. Yep. And today we're going to be tasting Act 10, Scene 5. All right. Um, and so this one, uh, again, the brand was founded in 06 out in Park City, Utah, but. Um, or, they didn't really get fully up and going until 07, um, out, out in a uh, renovated livery stable and garage that they uh, repurposed for their initial um, like operations. Hmm. Um, and it was, for them, at least, it was iconic to still hear as they were fascinated by the Wild West and Utah, um, which, of course, Utah has some very famous... Um, you know, very famous alcohol history. First of all, they were the um, they were the critical 30 th- 36th state to vote on approving the end of prohibition. Heck yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But also, uh, you know, being a heavily Mormon state, um, their alcohol laws are super, super weird. <laughs> um, just because of that, like, religious aspect in terms of, like, how much you can o- be offered in a sitting... The fact that I think pretty much in any situation you have to have food alongside the alcohol. A lot of stuff. A lot of crazy laws. Um, but they're also the um, only the or the only ski in gastro distillery. Um, so that like the because you're coming off the slopes there in Park City, um, you can basically basically get off your skis and go into the distillery and eat and everything. Um, but as far as Midwinter's Night's Dram goes, um, you know, it started out as, as an offering for them. It started out in 2012 uh, as a blend of rye whiskeys that they, uh, you know, blend together and then uh, finish them in port barrels. Uh, last year, um, in 2022, that was the 10th annual release for them. Uh, and it was actually two different releases, uh, Act 10, Scenes, um, I think one and something else uh, split into two different offerings. The Encore, which is the one we're trying today, um, but also the Limited Engagement. Um, which I forget which um, scene it, that one no, is. This is, the, this is the Limited Engagement. Oh, that one's Limited Engagement? Yep. Okay. That's the one we got. Um, okay, so we're trying that one and then the Encore. Um, yep. That was the other one that came out alongside it, which was... a. The reason they did that second release, um, I forget everything about the Encore specifically, but the reason they did the two was because it was their in honor of their uh, 10th annual release oh, of gotcha. the product. Um, so that's pretty much everything about, just as a refresher refresher for the distillery and the product. Um, so I think it's about that time we get going to the tastings here. Let's do it. As always, we're going to start with the nose. Ooh, very, 
characteristically like Midwinter Night's Dram. Oh there. yeah, you get like that the, rye. <laughs> yeah, the rye note, but also like that heavy, you know, like wine port note oh, off the yeah. barrels. Oh, absolutely. That's mainly what I'm getting is the port and the yeah. rye. Yeah. All right, let's uh, give it a taste. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. That's pretty what I'm get, pretty much what I'm getting the taste too is the, is the the rye and the port. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, it's the port's really strong, I feel like. Yeah. You can tell that it's I mean, yeah, those are pretty much, you get a, like a little bit of a little plum kind of knit with, mixed yeah, with the Yeah, like dark fruits in there. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Honestly, it's, kind of a little, fairly standard, I would say, for what Midwinter Night's Dram is, from what I remember of it. Yes. At least since um, the Act 8 and 9, I comparing think the, those I think the Act 8 is my favorite. Yeah. 9 and 10 are, I think, pretty similar. This one's a little more heavy on the dark fruit. I feel like that one was really kind of sharper and more yeah. rye wasn't super impressed with Act Nine or Ten, but I mean, I mean, especially for the price point, this is a hundred dollar bottle of whiskey. Yeah. So I mean, it's good. It's rye. I think it is a great type of whiskey for like a cold night, you know, yeah. cold winter's night. But um, it's yeah, it's, it's a fairly good. Yeah. I would yeah, I would say it's a fairly good like limited release. But especially, I would have to knock it like you said down a couple runs on the you know on the tier list or anything if we were to do that just because at the price point for me at least exactly as you were saying it just doesn't quite bat up for that right. hundred bucks that you're getting absolutely not bad fairly stereotypical of what winner stream should be right just it leaves it's me wanting quite. more i no, i completely agree all right folks that's it from us this week make sure you go over to apple podcast spotify or wherever you get your podcast please subscribe leave a review listen to share every episode of Discuddle discussions follow us on social media we really do appreciate your guys support have a great week pour yourself another whiskey and don't worry america we'll be here to drink with you next week